0: Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself Will Foster and my co-host Liam Morgan who is sat looking up at um, Morgan Towers. <laughs> Morgan Towers, we've got this yeah, it's amazing place here dude, it's lovely, lovely to be in here. It's, it's a lovely garden, you've got this little corner you've built kind of thing.
1: Grafting, crafting with my bare hands crafting
0: have a look around
1: oh it were all fields this one day when i were a lad and i built it built it up <laughs> um yeah i was sitting on the fruits of my labor i used to shovel things around so i thought i'd still do it it's an amazing workout isn't it it is lifting yeah. stuff is. paul Check would be proud
0: paul, paul Check would oh, oh good work buddy yeah you've lifted that weight really well one more just two more He's got this video. We, we um... I've had a great big bag of weed. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm lifting boulders over the top of my yeah, head. Yeah. And the thing is with that video, he gets... We're going to get our heads I mean, kicked in by oh, a mate, few honestly, people. Honestly, he would have got so done in this woke world we're in now. At the end of one of his videos, he's like, Oh, my legs are all shaky. I need to be in the disabled parking spot now. And I'm like, oh my God, Paul. <laughs> honestly he's what he's coming out with oh you need to check yourself paul honestly he is but like yeah he is he is a bit of a legend i think the thing with paul check paul check is to anyone who doesn't know is a, is a famous um personal trainer who's more, more a holistic coach he's got the Czech institute i've done a lot of his stuff actually myself i've done a lot of his certifications and have been involved in his teachings for a long time and the thing about someone like Paul Chek and I really want you to check him out if you are interested in this. If you want someone who is truly authentic and passionate about what they do, my good God, you just can't get closer to that than Paul Chek.:
1: He's walking his walk, isn't oh he? Oh my days. He is, he is
0: evangelical about wellness, <laughs> to say the least.
1: And look, can I just add a disclaimer in this world we live in? If we do a voice, we're just doing it with love. Right? <laughs> yes. So if you are Paul Check or one of his admirers. And usually it's actually not the person whose voice you're doing gets upset. It's somebody who's getting upset because you're doing the voice of someone and it's a comedy voice and yep. they don't. we
0: know they don't really sound like that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, to be perfectly honest, Paul check actually does have a squeaky voice. He does have quite a squeaky he voice. <laughs> he can lift some real heavy stones. <laughs> Liam, you always, and I'm borrowing this from you because you've you got your, you your Machado, you've got your Biolis, you've got your Kelly Slater. We'll go through them in a bit. But it's like you, there's this there's this mouse that forms in my head. This is an image of, when Liam does his impressions, there's a nice little uh, New York. Uh, it's from New York. Yeah. Mouse. Yeah. Now.
1: Are you pitching a new Pixar film? Ian,
0: it's sort of going that way, isn't it? A little bit. I've got this sort of gangstery. maybe, no, no. Actually, like, I'm going like the 1800s, little shoe shiner of a mouse. This is the mouse world we're talking about. Yeah. and he's in he's on he's in he's New come York from the you're going 80, you he's, mean nineteen new,
1: thirty like sort of thirties.
0: Oh let's go thirties. Yeah. And that seems to be our Bo- Czech, our Machado, our Kelly Slater, our Well, Violus is obviously
1: No. Boulus is down there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, go. is just legit. Hey, who are these guys taking the piss out of me again? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. And talking about lost surf I'm the father of the puddle jumper. I'll have you know. There you go. And talking about lost surfboards, because that is Matt Biolis right there. Thanks, Matt, for being on the show for a little bit. A little cameo. Is that I am now 10 weeks overdue on my lost... Not to have a baby. Not to have a baby. Which you
1: can do now in this world. You can.
0: On my lost puddle jumper. And it's cool. It's kind of worked out well because I'm getting a lot of free shit now. I'm getting free tail pads, spray job, um, free delivery, because basically... The, the shop that I ordered it from are apologizing in the form of, uh, we're sorry, uh, here's here's another free thing. Because it's one, it's one of these things in the world where if you don't ask, you don't get. And if you are in the market for a board or whatever in the surfing world, just ask. Just just ask, could you throw in a tail pad? Or could you give me 50% on a board bag? Or could you... Cause we don't do that often enough, do we?
1: I mean, they're taking the the name a bit like Kelly's Lost Tapes, the Lost Surfboard. It's like they have lost it. it and yeah, go,
0: quite I'm s- literally.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Your surfboard is now
0: late.
1: <laughs> uh, what
0: was that going into? Was that Westlife, dude? Well, it
1: was originally a song um, by Tracy Chapman, I think.
0: Oh, and was it Ronan Keaton? That, no. Ronan
1: Keaton covered it, or, or Boyzone covered Boyzone. it. Boyzone. Yeah. That's it. Great crew of surfers, those lads. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they've also, you've, you, while you're still waiting for this board, uh, Lost have just announced the release of the Puddle Jumper Pro, which is an upgraded version of their Puddle Jumper HP high performance.
0: I know. And it's one of these ones where fair play to Firewire, fair play to Channel Islands, and fair play to Lost surfboards. Yeah for rinsing the shit <laughs> out of surf marketing. And the innocent surfer in their 40s, late 30s, maybe early 50s, let's call it what it is. Let's, let's, be, let's be really honest here. This is the surf market they're aiming at. he has got a, bit, a little bit of cash, aging body, wants to relive their youth. I can still do it. And is looking at this latest model. They're going, oh, yeah, yeah. Look at my child. Look at that. Look at Machado. Oh, yeah. How old's Machado? Oh, yeah. He's, what is he, 42, now 43? Yeah, sure. Oh, look. Oh, I'm, I know. I'll get the 5-3. <laughs> I'll get the 5-1. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you <clears throat> end, end up in your surf quiver. You take it out of your local. And you just, you're scratching. But it's one of these ones where, this is why I observe. I, <clears throat> in the country we're in for surfing, England, in case you haven't already guessed, based on our accents, could be new york based on liam's accent but when we're when i am surfing as a reasonably experienced surfer now 15 years who could do the odd turn and can go out and maybe bigger stuff sometimes reasonably confident when i'm in a or an english lineup it's getting busier most surf, most surfers most surfers are still on boards that they can't really surf Because wave count is dismal and you see people missing waves, not getting waves, not getting around and sitting still kind of within their own mind. The image I get of a lot of surfers is there's actually an insecurity to even catch a wave. And I wonder if that's what plays into it too. Like, you know, there's a lack of confidence because you're actually not getting on the face. Lack of confidence because maybe you're sort of wondering about your surf ability because you're actually... Not really going within and going. Do you know what? Actually, I really need to just get on a bigger board, learn the basics, toe rail, heel rail, take off. You know, what kind of wall are we looking at here? Is it a steep wall? Is it a soft wall? What do I need to do? And and ask questions. You know, like how about actually being in the lineup, seeing a surfer who's looking half decent, paddling over and going, "Look, sorry to bother you." As if, a, and by the way, as if any experienced surfer would ever mind this. You know, imagine oh, by the way, you, you're you surfing pretty well, actually. Um, do you mind me asking kind of how you're doing that sort of thing? <laughs> you know, it's like as if you ever... It's
1: like, it's... I I love the way you wear your hair. Where did you get that style? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, well... Oh, this. Oh, I just tussled yeah. it this morning. Yeah. This no, it's true, it. yeah. Wow. Well, you, well, you, I mean, we talk about the ego, but if you go and sort of give somebody's ego a stroke and then ask them for advice, I'm sure they will be very obliging. Although you never
0: know with surfers. Just funny mix sometimes, aren't we? We're funny mix. And I was in the water only three days ago. And I said to a guy, we were the only two on, on this peak. And I said to him, how are you getting on? And he just went, oh, shit, isn't it? And I just, I think I kind of went along with it. Because I just didn't think it was a good idea to not. And I said, yeah, 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 like that. And then, so oh, yeah, but later on, I think the wind drops a little bit. And his reply was, yeah, but it'll still be shit, wouldn't it? And I was like, "Yeah." Mm. Com- compared to what? Well, <laughs> yeah. and 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 the thing is, as well, is it if what you're comparing he, it yeah, to? Yeah. I mean, I, I look. Don't get
1: me wrong. You know, there's a sort of grading of things, and you go, "Okay, that was a, it was a good wave. It was a bad wave. The conditions aren't that great." But that thing about saying something shit, it, it's like what in comparison to what is sitting in the ocean, free from technology, floating around in this amazing. Sort of sea of goodness. What bit of that? What are you comparing it to that it's in any way ever shit? That's that's totally. where I have to put my mind. Totally. Because we're all human, and we go into that place. We go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Not as good as I thought it would be, but it's 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 a lot better than other things that you could be doing at the
0: time. So is. And and you don't then want to surf too much in too good waves. And it sounds so fucked up. If I'd said that. If I'd been listening to that to this, me, right, as a twenty-five-year-old, oh, who, f- oh, who the fuck is this? It's the mindful, surfer spiritual no guy. Oh, fuck, get the fuck off, right? But this isn't actually spiritual. Of course, although, of course, everything is spiritual if you want to put that lens on it. But this is physical. Your brain can only produce a certain amount of positive hormone. So you are on a downgrade after that. If you have day after day after day after day. And so you do start going, yeah, it's a bit shit. If you live where this guy maybe lived compared to where we live. Now, mm-hmm. where we live, um, especially this 2022, because it's just been a, a a pretty dismal year for us in terms of the amount of swells that have been. Um, the, from where we're from, oh my God, this it was like four foot of wind swell. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just in heaven. Even the chance to take off on a wave with even like maybe one turn, like a turn? Are you kidding, what? I'm doing a turn on a wave. Whereas with, what we've been having lately, it's kind of like you take off and you maybe do like a little slide for a bit and come on yeah. the end, whatever. Yeah. So, so the gratitude of just a turn, I was only doing one like top turn per wave because it was windswell uh, in this in this spot. Um, but I was just buzzing like, whoa, this is so sick. But it's why, you know, less is more. Um. But going back to the boards thing, yeah. you really do, like where we came from, have to hand it to those companies. Um, and I know we've, we've, we've talked about Rob Machado before. Bless him. How many boards can you release? Fair play. Uh, Kelly's the same?
1: Yeah. Um, how
0: many is Kelly... Kelly? You,
1: how many tweaks to the same thing can you do before people run out of money as well? That's the I thing, know. isn't it? I know. It, 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 boards are so expensive. I mean, I I've, you, you know, my sort of frugal yorkshireman's take on this is that it's like wow you know a brand new board fresh out of the wrapper Is a pretty yeah, and i know it's an investment and the craft that's gone into it um but second hand boards that you can pick up are so good in relatively speaking to the cost of the original you know so that's i mean they do hold their value quite well
0: and what was your recent purchase revealed to the i've got an
1: almeric flyer um, Welcome to the clan I still haven't surfed yet because I was going to surf it at the Bristol Wave, but there are two things going through my mind. One, I was coming back from a trip up north and the traffic was so bad that I got there with like half an hour between parking the van and getting to the, 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 the what am I going to call it? Poolside, side? Beach side? Ooh, yeah. What do they what call do it? Um, we'll have to pool side, let's we'll call it pool side. That'll upset yeah. like that some people. The marketing will say uh, it, reef side, be- beach side, <laughs> whatever. It's a pool. Of it's water, it's a fucking pool. It's um, all a spade of spade. And don't get me wrong, I love one here. I love one in the garden. So, so there's, I get poolside, but I've, uh, it, it forces my hand on the tyranny of choice because otherwise, I'd be panicking about: ooh, am I going to be able to ride it? Well, I've got to set up the fins because I've got no fins in it. I'm gonna have to put some fins in. Have I got grub screws to keep the fins in? Um, I need to put a leash in, leash uh, uh, in it and a leash rope and all that sort of stuff. And so, I just took the old Luke short. So it's still he's still currently unridden, this uh, Almeric Flyer, but I can't wait to give it a blast, really. But it does need, uh, it's going to challenge me, but it needs a bit of a steep, fast wave to get it going. It
0: does, it does. And we discussed this on the phone the other day, and yeah. it's this thing where when you ride a smaller board, it's yeah. more curvy, you need a f- faster wave to make it work. Simple, simple. And, um, but then when you are on that faster wave, and you get the right section... You can find out a, a great deal about your surfing, mm-hmm. where it's at, what it's where where, where it's where it might go, yeah. where maybe where, where, where you want it to go. Because I think that's the biggest one of all. It's like the happiness of it, you know. Because for some people, they might go onto a board that's let's say from let's say a mal to a short board, for example, just to test out the waters. Yeah. In good in like what good waves in 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 punchier waves, mm-hmm. getting on for head high mm-hmm. and above, and. They may find out that doing those kinds of turns in that way of getting more vertical into the pocket, pushing your rail harder, just isn't for them. Mm. On a sort of just a joy level, let alone actually just like a focus level because those two worlds are intertwined. Like You get more happiness because you've had more flow experience the harder something is in terms of you having to focus more. Mm -hmm. But there is also that underlying bit, which is what kind of style do you want to put into your Surfing Because we all have this unique style. And it's very, very interesting that how kind of we all, you know, really do have our certain way of standing on the board. And yours is this low. You get so, so low. I've never met anybody. There's a photo of you at the Bristol Wave that you sent me. And I reply back saying, never will you see a man deeper into the pocket on his surfboard where your knees and ankles are sort of... Like your your hamstrings are right down nearby your calves. Like yeah. you, there's never been a a better human, better equipped for barrel riding. But the mind doesn't allow. The it. Morgan, it's crazy. <laughs> I am the least. I am the. I, I am the. Le- I am the worst equipped human for the way how well I can bend. I mean, I'm okay. Six foot two can bend okay. Can bend my knees okay. You know, squat well. But um, I see some of the photos of me at, at let's say place like the Bristol Wave, stalling for the barrel. I'm like, oh, get that. Arse hole <laughs> down. Get it south, Will Foster. You look horrendous. Sit down, lad. Sit down, lad. But get me on a sort of open face, to yes. be backhand with my kind of heavy body and my my style of wanting to sort of push hard into that rail. And it can, it can look a bit different, but the Bristol Way is very exposing, isn't it? Because you sort of got this these little barrel shapes and you've got to be very low yep. down. And so it's been really good for me.
1: It's a really hard barrel. Wave, it's why, a really hard cover-up it's really hard cover-up to get into. I mean, I was on Friday, I was on the advanced plus, there's a tiny little cover-up and always, you know, this is ego. I put one online is that you can make those pictures look a lot better than they actually are sometimes, but it felt good the other day. I, you're right. Because one of the work ons as people listening, because I you're probably going through the same sort of journeys that we are in terms of what bits do we need to work on to make our surfing mm-hmm. better? Mind's one thing, body's another uh, functionality. And it, it, it's being at that place allows you to, try stuff but equally sometimes it puts you off trying stuff because you you you, you, all eyes are on and you want to make make the most of the wave and by making the most of the wave it's like i'm going to ride it safely how i know how to to ride it um but that crouching style which i always had and i was always very good at is a detriment sometimes because you also need to extend and compress to generate that speed so working on the my stuff about extension has really improved the speed down the line boom and it can really you know i can feel it now and for a while i couldn't feel those gains of squatting with kettlebells and getting more power in the legs but now i can now if you were looking at this if clayton from ombi or some surf coach was going yeah you've still got a long way to go yeah yeah but really as i always say for anybody it's like how does it compare to the version of surfer that you were Four weeks ago, eight weeks ago, last year, gone, and then, you know, and if it's if you're getting improvements against your previous surfing self, then you're winning. Obviously, if you're not getting improvements against um, Asher Pacey or Kelly Slater or I don't know who else, like Steph Gilmore, it, it, you know, you, that, that's not the level of comparison you're trying to do. You can take inspirational bits and style tips from them, but then you've just got to apply it to you and say, am I getting better than I was? Yeah, great, mm. keep going. Because so, that's where so the flow true. comes
0: from as well, right? It's so true, dude. It's such a delicate balance being a <coughs> surfer between really going for it with abandon. Because that's where it, that really is where you're going to do your best turn. Like when you're on the edge of falling off. Yeah. But also not falling off. Yeah. That balance is, a, is an art form in itself. Mm. And, and so w- when, when we've worked all week, and we've got the weekend, or we've been busy all month and we've got this one swell coming, or we've not been in the water far through an injury, and now we've got this thing wave part booked, or whatever. Mm. Time away from the surf does certainly add to that. And yeah. that's a that's a really intriguing barrier to expansion and going for it and abandon and just really pushing your surfing because you sort of we we possibly get more precious yeah. than before. So you've got to get the right mindset pre-surf and just say to yourself, I don't care if I fall off. Because that a, that's a healthy one to have, because you know then you're gonna sort of push it a bit. Yeah. But also you don't wanna push it so hard that you kind of don't at least find out what you can actually do. Yeah. So you, but the, I think the only way to learn that is through time and, and, and awareness. And you consistently build this picture of, of, of hindsight is what yeah. it is. You come away from certain stuff. You never know really at the time, it's always hindsight. At the time, you think, oh, yeah, I was doing my best. Yeah. I was trying my best. And well, then there's another surf with a slightly better mindset, yes. perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And different attitude to it. And you surfed even better. And you go, "Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it?" That previous one, I didn't actually surf my best. I thought I maybe had. Yeah. Now I know this. Now this mindset that says, just fucking go for it, man. What are you holding back for? What? Because people think you're going to be silly because you fell off. Like, if anyone fucking cares, yeah. right? Is you get even more free. So it's a spiritual journey because you're you're you will come away from ego that cares about falling off to one that's soul driven that just says fuck it because just do it. Have the, a go.
1: The the crazy thing is, is that the thing that other people care about most is themselves not falling off, not you not falling You know, so we all make ourselves the hero of our own movie to an extent, don't we? And we think that everybody's watching us and cares about every little last thing that we're doing. And in fact, everybody's going through their own version of that, which is the crazy thing about being conscious in a way and saying, oh my God, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if I look bad? What if I don't make this happen? Just even in reference to the surfing and making that turn. And everybody else is worried about doing it themselves. So they're not really paying that much attention to you. So what have you got to lose? They're not
0: paying anywhere near as much attention as you think. And that's that 18, 40, 65 quote, which is at 18, you care greatly about what people think of you. And at age 40, you no longer give a shit. And then at age 65, you realize no one actually paid any attention to you in the first place. Yeah. So. It's an evolution, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think part of that evolution is the right board. Certainly, I think you've. I think it's being underfoamed. Now, in of course, I know this now. I wish I could have said to my twenty-six-year-old self, like, well, just, mate, just, you know, maybe a few more litres. Listen to your brother a bit more. You know, they've probably got a little bit of wisdom in there, but that's that's that, not how it works, it's, man. It's not. That's just not how it works. You no. develop wisdom through experience, uh, and then and then you can look back and go, ah, yeah, I can see exactly the, where it's gone. Um But listen, dude. So, so how was so listen? How was <clears throat> the the Bristol Way? Talk me through it. Well, it was really good. As I said, I, I, I
1: was a bit sort of concerned because I had I'd had five hours to get there. I think because I was travelling from uh, up north. And the traffic was all awful because I did the thing I try never, ever to do is travel on a Friday afternoon <laughs> in the holidays. Um, so I was really worried I was going to miss the session in anyway. So you have that, like, anxiety of, am I going to get there? Oh, what if I don't get there? So your mind's already not in the relaxed mode. So they're very sort of gracious. I got there half an hour before, pretty much into the car park, raced down, got my boardies on with a little, little cheat of a thermal, um, thermal pair underneath uh and off i went on this advanced wave on my trusty luke short that i bought from you and it's a it's set up as a twin is the the twinny so pure you really tw- like 20 you get on well with 20. so good yeah, pure yeah. twin without the trailer in and on the advanced and it was lovely you know because i haven't surfed in boardies for well a couple of times last last summer um but this is just lovely. It's a warmish swimming pool, isn't it? Let's call it that with a wave. So you have you, got this sort of freedom, and freeing yourself from that wetsuit helps you surf better. And suddenly, you're like, oh, and actually, you know, what do, what does surf better mean? It makes your surfing feel better because you're loose and you're nimble and you're moving around the place. So as a sort of experience, uh, once I'd kind of calmed down, and because actually you come from this super stressful. An environment of, am I going to get there? The traffic's crap. It's beyond my control, etc. And your mind's kind of whirring. To then jump in and start surfing sort of man-made waves was pretty pretty cool, actually.
0: So cool, dude. Yeah.
1: And a nice crowd. You know, it's a different crowd on a Friday. It was chocker because it's mm. sun shining. The water's warm. It's five o'clock on a Friday. There's a lot of people, you know, it's the Bristol local break isn't it so there's a lot of groups of people that know each other uh, and i was on my own and it's uh it's quite intimidating even you know so uh but broadly as we've always said that that it's a friendly crew the lineup's a friendly crew and you end up sort of chatting to people about their waves and the day and you surf these waves and then off you go feeling a wholly better human being than you were before you started so now what i would love to do with that place if i could uh, and y- we probably need to take some sort of second mortgage to do it, is have, like, maybe t- two days there where you you get to try things, as we often said. So you can try a new board, and you can try new setups with boards. You can try different levels of Wave. You can push the limits of your own level with without fear of wasting the time and money there. That's the other bit. So if, if you set aside the whole thing, as we've said loads of times when we talked about the Wave, get rid of the bit about what do other people think. It's basically... You know, not worrying too much about are you getting the best out of it because you're going to start seeing some improvements to your surfing. So if you could do that a couple of times in the, in the day and then you've got a bit of video analysis and the day after, that would be a really great couple of days well spent, Seriously I think. Good. Yeah. Seriously good. Seriously
0: good. And, and I think the surf coaching aspect is massive. Um, if you've got the spare cash, I can't think of a better investment. Yeah. Than having someone really look at your surfing, and maybe even if it's flat with surf skates that we have now, yeah, they can still look at your technique. You know, how yeah. do you how do you bend your arm, bend your knee, twist your back, use your eyes, transition your heels, your toes, you know, your angles, your gen- you know generation of speed, and they can look at that even on a surf skate, as well as obviously in the ocean as well, and having eyes on you. It's it's just, it's just huge. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. All you know is the feeling. And listen, let's be honest. What what is the most important thing? What is the feeling? Well, that's why when you watch how do you feel? But if you don't feel, sometimes your best in certain conditions, trying to do certain things because you're getting frustrated because you can't do certain things. Well, there's there, there, there's people out there that can show you how to do it. <laughs> oh, and I, I, you know, that's a
1: that's a life lesson, isn't it? Is if you can, I've said this a million times, but. If you can find somebody to coach you and you're coachable, mm, that's big. Then mm. you'll make some incredible gains again against the person that you were, whether that's surfing or uh, business or music or whatever. You find somebody that you connect with that can help you unlock some of the bits that are well within your capabilities of unlocking, but it's just being open to it. and having somebody to sort of help you along the way. They can't do it for you. So nobody can lift the weights for you. Nobody can get on the board for you. Nobody can take the steep drop for you, but they may be able to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve. Mm. So that's a big one for me.
0: It's massive, dude. And I had a surf as well recently, and it was one of these ones where, and we discussed this before the show, where I don't know how it would have looked, but I know for sure how it felt. And this is a similar theme that we've had on a number of occasions but it's one that we'll repeat so often because we almost just need that. If you're listening to this going on the way down to the surf or whatever, just just have this meditation over and over and over, which is focus on the feel. Because I did this thing. So Surfline recently, we discussed this on recent shows have, have got this thing where you can replay waves and whatever. And I forgot my watch for the day. We went and had a beach day as a family. And it was actually great. Because it's just incredible how the ego, how powerful it is. Because you think, oh, yeah, no, I want to know what time I did that top turn so that I can, you know, look back and say, you know, body angles and rails and how am I getting that position? And, yeah, I I think a lot of me would look at that because I'm reasonably aware. But there's a whole other bit of me that's not very aware of itself that would be like, oh, God. Or, ooh, you know, look at me. You know, I, I was just playing, I was playing golf. Two hours ago today, I hit one shot, sort of the shot of my life. Uh, it landed, I don't know, a foot from the hole. It almost like it almost landed in the hole from maybe a hundred yards away. And did you uh, did you have a commentary in your head?
1: Here's William Foster <laughs> stepping up to the first tee.
0: That's nice. That's a, that's another one of your voices. That's a nice what's nice posh.
1: Ooh, he's hit that lovely. <laughs> nice. It's almost gone in the hole. The crowd have gone <laughs> wild.
0: That <laughs> I dude it's just so funny because i did i did the shot it's quite busy at this little course here it, it was a few people around and i did the shot and then had a little look around well i mean what are you <laughs> just,
1: just just some old lady
0: Someone, to see, yeah, someone in the corner <laughs> um and then and then to contrast contrast this Four young lads on the hole behind me. I'm on the hole in front of them. So there's a sort of two little tee-offs that are similarly sort of quite close to each other. And so they could probably, as if they give a shit, but they might have been able to have a little look, see how he's getting on. It's my final hole. And I don't know, I don't know, okay in fact, I had the best round I've, I've, I've ever done. And I'm quite new to golf, as pe- listeners may, may, may know. I'm a few months in, but I hit an absolute shank because I was sort of, I was looking at the ball in a different way. And this obviously relates to surfing because if you're reasonably new to surfing, you know, few, only a few years in or, or a few months or whatever, building the confidence to just focus on what you're doing rather than thinking what do people think of about what I'm doing is it takes years. So give yourself a break. It's a real journey that initially, if you find yourself in a, in a, in a line-up, um, that's, you know, punchy waves, better waves, whatever, a bit crowded, et etc, cetera, et cetera, and you're stepping up to the plate, you're going further up, then you just, it can be humbling. Well, it, and just give yourself a break and, and just know it's all going to yeah. add up. It's all, all of it's going to make sense eventually. Well, you should also, n- should, could, but should, I think in in this
1: instance, it's, it's important to kind of uh, let yourself know this, is that it's hard to, you know, you have to remind yourself, and, and this carries for everything you're trying to improve at, especially adult improvers, but anybody starting out, say it to the kids sometimes nobody is an expert to start anything. So you should never really apologize for the level that you're at at any time in anything you're doing, because you're just on that path of how many times have you practiced the thing that somebody else has practiced more than you. Now, look, I know there are some physical bits or, you know, um, Certain sort of innate balance and skills and things that can help somebody get better than you—that that that that, that I I do uh, subscribe to. But at the same time, once you level some of that stuff out, it's about how hungry are you to develop, how how passionate are you about the thing you're trying to learn, and how many times are you willing to make a mistake to get the thing you're trying to do right, whether it's trying to sort of score a top corner goal of a in a football game, or or whether it's trying to sort of. Kick a rugby ball over a set of posts, or whatever it is, and surfing—you know—can you can you do that cutback of your life? But everybody at every stage, at the time you've got to, the amount of hours that you've put in, have been struggling. So or, or, or wherever that you've got to do the time to get there, and the patience required for that is quite tricky sometimes, c- because a lot of us—I've been guilty of this before—given up before you get to the point where you will start to see those gains. And if you don't give up, and you realise that it's a long Term development plan, and it's almost never ending in terms of there's no destination point. You're just going to get better against where you were. Then you can have those ma- mega gains. But a sort of apologising or feeling bad about the fact that somebody who's had more practice than you at the thing, even setting aside surfing that you're trying to get better at, you just try and work that out of your mind. I think and and be honest about the level you're at and how many hours of
0: practice you've had at that thing. So so true. And I'm I'm uh, I'm in a sort of Having entered into golf recently in this interesting um bit where I can look back at my surf journey and draw parallels to where I'm at now, so new to it. And possibly at the moment underestimating because I'm 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 taking myself out of the picture for the bigger courses with the bigger shots, the sort of longer driving, because the driver is the most tentative of all the clubs, because it's the most powerful. So it can it can really go wrong quite quite quickly um similarly shortboards short shortboards can 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 go wrong and so you know knowing what level you need to be at and maybe for me taking a wood taking an iron and just getting it down the fairway can be a smart thing and in the same way for you it might be that grabbing a foamy or a a mal or surfing a more mellow wave or whatever could be a smart move but then there are also times where you're going to have to go the other way as well if you want to keep getting this flow experience you're going to have to go Within and and give yourself a good push. Give yourself a kick in the ass. Yeah, don't stay. That's s- that's, that's going to have to be a bit of, bit of both.
1: Yeah, not staying safe. So p- stepping up to the thing you're trying to improve at, and appreciating that once you start trying that new thing, that's it. You're going to suck at it for a bit maybe, and that's, that's just it. that's how you get better. That's how it goes. Whoa. Whew.
0: Well. Intro f- heaven.
1: Hopefully we haven't upset too many people with voices and comments <laughs> and things with that.
0: Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Dude, moving on. Segment number two, The Mindful Surfer. Just a couple of uh, moments to take a few breaths. So take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out. And take a breath in. And breathe out. And breathe in through your nose. And again, breathe out. One last breath. You're going to breathe in through your nose, but you're going to hold your breath to breathe in through your nose, hold your breath, keep looking and seeing what you can see with focus, keep holding and notice the air going out. Great job. I'm going to mention um, this breathing bit in relation to Wim Hof who, if those of you don't know, is the Iceman. So have a little look at him on YouTube, etc. Podcasts. Really interesting guy. And we're watching his um, series on BBC iPlayer about taking these celebrities and helping them work on their breathing with cold therapy basically. And where I'm going with this is, you're breathing, and you can see this really evidently in the, in the uh, program. You see these people go, be plunged into uh, literally ice water. So one degree water, so just above freezing. And you see on TV, these people hyperventilate because the body is going through real fear. Because the body's going through real fear, is a huge surge of adrenaline and stress hormones. But if you can use your breathing to remain calm in your mind in relation to thoughts, you can start to change your physiology in your body and start to be able to deal with the cold, basically. So it's an amazing practice, breathing, because it's really so simple. It's like we all do it all day long. But if you're dealing with uh, stress... Um, and that might be time out of the water, it might be an injury, um, it might be lack of funds, it could be you know, crowded lineups, it could be, I don't know, whatever it might be, it might be nothing to do with surfing, just life in general, but if you don't have some sort of breathing practice in your day, your week, it is absolutely concrete, this, that life will be more stressful. Because even sport which isn't necessarily a breathing practice as an outlet, is wonderful, but we can't always access it. So yes, we know that surfing isn't breathing practice, and yes, we know it it de-stresses you, and we know that your cycling does the same, and we know that your weightlifting does these things, but none of them can do it in the same way a breathing practice can, which is you can always just sit and breathe deeply, and get grounded, and calm everything down, and help improve digestion, see the world in, in, a, in a new light, um, and f- just feel better, so the breathing practice is massive, and I, I'm i on this thing at the moment, in terms of my routine for breathing, it's very much evolved over the years, I've, I've taught mindfulness for more than a decade now, um, and I was quite strict about my kind of just meditation thing, in the mornings, and meditation in the evenings, and, da, da. and what I've, Realize more in the last two, three, four years is actually that it's just about the breathing itself. So I was always very much about it was about um, breathing and noticing thoughts, and of course it still is. It's it still is that, but I like to kind of just remember as often as I can in my day now to just breathe better and breathe deeply. So it's like turning life into a meditation as much as still having a practice. Has been those two things that can help each other. So I sort of still have uh, a 20 minutes, sometimes 30, that I dedicate, I absolutely dedicate myself to. That is the one I will never miss. And I, because when I do <laughs> the day, change, it's not the day that I want. So I get real concrete on that. So just literally morning start. If you start the day well, you're probably going to have a good day. And the evening one, five days out of seven. 20-30 minutes again before bed and what I do in the morning and the evening is just this kind of stretching stretch the hamstrings, stretch the back stretch the triceps do hangs do deep squats whatever with four seconds in through your nose roughly eight ten seconds out That's simple all the while noticing how distracting the mind can be notice that bring your attention back to your breath Um, it's amazing the difference it makes it Is it's Like all of us, I'm full of all sorts of fucking nonsense, bullshit, making mountains out of molehills on the fucking number of little things. And when I've done my breathing, I look at those things with a wider, higher view and it's like, oh, it wasn't the thing. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. It wasn't the thing. It's never the thing. It was me, that's what we learn, I think, mostly. It's a self responsibility, isn't it? It's never really the stressor, it's you. But then saying that to someone who's going through stress, whew, be careful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what
1: should you not say to somebody who's a bit stressed? Chill out,
0: yeah, exactly. I'll just chill out, <laughs> chill out, man. <laughs> it's it. the
1: same as saying to a drunk, You're drunk,
0: I am not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it, this I is am it. not drunk. I am not stressed. Mm, this is it. Yeah. So, what's your breathing thing now? Do you think, dude? Obviously, to stay alive, that might be one
1: that I do forget sometimes. And I'm amazed how little oxygen I can uh, survive on. But mine is a sort of evening practice. If I'm thinking about, if it's conscious stuff, but mm. I sort of would make one point on it that I make when it comes to like um, nutrition as well and sort of. L- that diet, in inverted commas, is that the more you can make it just part of your mm. kind of life, uh, that you've got to have an awareness of it. So, and again, exercise is the same thing, oh, bits, you, you, I kind of, it just becomes part of a day. So as long as it's part of a day and you just do it at some point, like even if it's sporadic, it's not that you're going on a a, a breathing program, although they do help, or you... Um, say, oh, I'm now going to be doing this method for X amount of weeks. You you basically say, I'm going to commit to trying to achieve some of this for some of my day every day. And that then carries into the mindset to say, well, I'm going to try and do the same with um, strength gains. So almost little and often bits worked into the day. That And then you might, of course, go, right, I'm going to have like an intensive period of time where I'm going to go mega breathe. I'm going to kind of get myself almost to this kind of um, altered state, right? So um, I tend to have like once every couple of weeks where I'll go for like an hour of just deep meditation for my version of it, wherever it is, and try and really kind of get into a place that I've gone from the current world that, you know, that kind of you know, not quite sort of psychedelic but there is an element that if you do it and actually it was they touched on that probably on that Wim Hof program because uh, I watched some of that which was fascinating um, that, that, that there are there are sort of you know neuro sort of bits of plasticity that you can move around in the same way that if you took a sort of a hallucinogen or a, a, a psychedelic let's call them that the meditation and breathing can do a similar sort of thing and i think the guys who and and professionals who are in really invested in it can can take themselves to another plane entirely in the same way that if you kind of you know tripped out on psilocybin or lsd you would you, you would access some of those things because it's it, it it's a sense that if you if you then go into the deeper practices you're you're removing the uh the ego if you like on the shield that then allows you to to truly calm down I mean I, I kind of connect this Because I've, I've been watching A bit of this stuff as well There's a I can't remember the title of it On on Netflix of all things And it's a guy Who's a six year old journalist Exploring Mind altering Substances And the way that he would have been frightened them as a younger guy
0: Ch- Change your mind
1: Change your mind yeah And and I'm on the first episode So good But the takeaway point on this Will Which I've found mind-blowing but then reference to actually it made me understand the breathing practice a bit more and this meditative bit that we're doing you know albeit with a smile on its face is that his 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 his, his uh investigation into lsd one of the swiss doctors who's now ex- experimenting with it again as a sort of treatment for people who've got significant trauma or they're, they're dying of cancer and the uh, and they're having to sort of almost reconcile that with their world that they currently are in, this world here on, on planet Earth, is that, he said, and this is a connector for a lot of these um, uh, kind of psychedelics, let's call them, is that they remove you from the shield that you have, so you become more treatable, but not in a way that's kind of uh, medicalized. it's that you get out of your own way. And as soon as that's happened, so they, they hack it with this stuff, as soon as that's happened, you feel more connected. And it's, you know, I, I recommend it if you, if, you, yeah, if, you, if you want to search that on, on Netflix is that it's a really compelling uh, bit of sort of research on it mm. or a story behind it. And if you're into meditation and not into psychedelics, obviously, which, you know, I, I, I'm neither here nor there on, is that you start to understand the kind of breaking down of that barrier helps you just feel more Wholesome (laughs) If that doesn't sound too woo woo
0: No it doesn't doesn't. I think it's one of these ones where We are um, Very easily influenced Human beings Because we have this unconscious mind um, That takes on information Processes it in a certain way Without us even knowing And That stores itself up And it doesn't go anywhere Yeah so what's something like um what that documentary is doing I think it's an amazing one that you must must watch mm-hmm. if you are interested in your development and the development of humans in general what documentaries that, like that do is is turn uh, the view we might have on drugs basically upside down and that's wonderful because it just it, it, it you're removing this image of maybe people in the 60s all kind of dancing around you're, you're removing the image of the crack addict laying on the floor in a gutter you're removing all these silly not that the first image is silly but you're removing some of the images that might you know give you a view on something that isn't necessarily the whole view and the bit and the big picture on, on these things and i'm certainly uh like i'm like without question going to be doing some magic mushrooms or some LSD or something soon, because I've been wanting to do for ages. I've been wanting to do maybe two, three years, having listened to people like Aubrey Marcus on this kind of topic, and
1: just for my own development. Well, it's, it's fascinating, and I, I think that's why. They, but even before you do, though, um, because I was very much in that thinking, wow, this is remarkable, because you, you know, we've been fed a lot around this stuff is evil, and it's because it's outside of the mainstream. Version. But a lot of it's just plant medicine, really, when you really look at it. It's quite organic, but it's plant medicine. It's not synthesized. Taking aside LSD, which is kind of a synthesized version of something, I think. But all of the other stuff that, if you look, are in the practices of ancient and, you know, connect earth-connected societies. Because that's really, there's all these places around the world that seem to have a very similar thing, where they take, you know, plant medicine that kind of just triggers a sort of response in them that allows them to, what they would feel, connect with another realm. You know, the benefits for people who have got like terminal illnesses or uh, PTSD or whatever are, you you know, the the science on it as well is really fascinating. And that's where these these guys that were shut down in the 60s from researching it are back again, some of them. And they're sort of finding that it's a remarkable healer of of things. But I also saw, and I forget his name, he spoke to Aubrey Marcus as well, uh, a guru, uh, an Indian guru who said that you can access the same benefits And the same state of mind through extremely deep meditative practices. Then, so if you don't go down that route, you can also get it through breathing and meditation and, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, methods that exist in maybe those kind of cultures as well. So, all of it, the the connecting theme is it's just getting out of your own way, isn't it? And that applies then back through all all the aspects of your life to get the best out of the experience that is living on this space rock. This is it, dude,
0: absolutely. And yeah, I just, I just, I really recommend that people, thanks for bringing that one up, dude, it's a a classic, but I just really recommend people have a little look at that if you've got Netflix. But moving, dude, moving on, segment number three, Mind, Body, Stoke. Things Lim and I have been working on with the mind and body to raise the stoke. And we now have a helicopter right above our heads it's because you've been talking about because psilocybin they're going to come <laughs> so... maybe, maybe we're on psilocybin we're tripping out yeah. <laughs> it's not even it's not even there it's it's a seagull <laughs> oh my God that's a helicopter <laughs> <I> oh <don't> no <know. laughs> um so my Molly stokes so I've been working on loads of things but I have found uh I had my last surf was was this thing where I, I had two surfs that day my first surf, I surfed okay for me in terms of how I felt. And that's what i got to start saying more often. So how did I feel? I felt about five out of ten. So ten being sort of ultra stoked and feeling unbelievable and one being, well, that wasn't great. Felt about five. Then I had loads of time to play with the kids and we played like this fun sort of rounders game thing where you had to kind of, you had to lob the ball at the person going round like a really s- soft little ball. It sounds like, was it a cricket ball? Because <laughs> people sort of might be watching us going, God, that, that dad is evil. But the, the idea was, is that when you're going around this thing, you had to throw the soft ball. And if you if it hit, you, like like dodgeball, if it hit you, then you're out. That kind of vibe. And we're legging it around, having a great time, squatting, bending, moving, twisting, yada yada yada. Loads more water, a bit of food, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. My second surf. Before I'd even gone in the sea, I was feeling way better. I'm already at a full stoke 8, 9, 10, having this great day. So inevitably, for straight away in the water, a couple of feet overhead, left-hander with this sick bowl-shaped thing on it was going to be kind of gnarly on the takeoff, but it took off only looking down at the bowl, not looking down at the death slide of the way. Lo the old feet land in the right place come around the ball, whack, round the ball, whack. And I'm hitting the lip three times in a row. Bang, off the bat, carry on. And I had an hour and a half surf there where I was performing well and I felt great. But it was this thing where, we've discussed it before, I think, so I don't even think, I for sure know I surf better in the afternoon than I do in the morning. And I think that's the main hack here. I just think, you know, know yourself and know when you need to just be kind to yourself. Like my morning surfs, unless i'm in bali and i'm up like two hours before or an hour before sunrise to get loads of yoga and coffee get the mindset right you know you're in bali inspired you're feeling so pumped and you're stoked before you've even gone you're looking at the break like, want look at this left point break bloody hell i'm in bodies so everything's just getting those positive juices flowing so you know you're going to probably crack the lip but in your sort of normal you know break and you know where you go and what you do and you're gonna have your, your your better days, you. And I think it's just having that thing. For me, I just need to just let go of this thing. If, if I do a dawny that I'm not quite gonna be in this country at least at, at my best, and it's cool. No, it's just, I've I've just realized that. Goes.
1: I realized that a while ago. Is that the dawnies for me these days? I mean, I get up early, so I, it's not like yeah, I don't get up yeah. early. But the sort of the stress of having to get up uh, is weird. So if I'm up and I go and do a dawny, that's different. But if you kind of get up. If, to, to stress yourself to get there um, and the body hasn't We have completely I'm a better surfer about three between three and seven o'clock That's in the it. evening
0: same same and I think if you look at research on this um, we we are optimised into our circadian rhythm for exercise yep according to this actually in the perfect health diet uh, uh, between two and five p.m. there you go because it just makes sense your body's had a ch- uh, enough time to you know move and bend and, and get fuel in electrolytes and you know mentally set up for the day and all these things i think early in the morning it's 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 just just not there quite no. yet um but i still to say i still do love Adorney. i think i love what i love most about Adorney, interestingly is this conversation yeah because the coffee's there the conversation the music and i think that's that's was one of my takeaways too was like focus on that element of it and getting to the beach and the sort of joy of that yeah Etc. rather than actually you know how am i going to perform how am i going to feel in the ocean because that can and often does for me kind of slide away but um how about you so you said in the morning yeah you're not you're no, sort of best in the afternoon um
1: it? yeah i i am a morning person i don't struggle with mornings i get up early i've really switched into kind of getting up with the sunrise if as i can or as good a, as good a version of it um but I'm just getting a bit older. I like to just sit and have my coffee outside and let the let the day start, really, or kind of have a walk around and, and then get in. Obviously, if it's warm and it's pumping, let's, let's be honest, we're going in and we're getting a dawny in. But I would much prefer to take my time, get my kit ready in the morning, get in, if it's a road trip, get in a van and then go and surf in the afternoon and come back, you know, with the sunset and all that sort of thing, rather than the sunrise. Um and i just like you perform well my body feels better after lunch or after lunch time
0: a couple of hours after lunch yeah it's class man. It it's the best yeah um Ooh. dude segment number four surf yeah. media we're watching this kelly oh, are we going on about this every we've episode we've talked about it for the three weeks in a row yeah or three episodes in a row because we record more like fort lightning, fort, it, fort it, lightning there or give or take at the moment yeah. but um What an interesting insight into a competitive human who just loves competing. So therefore, he's sort of got loads of little things. You know, what goes into being a competitive person? Well, huge element of his ego. As Kelly would admit, there's absolutely no avoiding ego in any human. And second, an authentic bit of him, which is really just there. And and what I find interesting is how people... Criticise that or, or, or could also then criticise um, the way he is as a person. Now, I know our last show was entitled Don't Be Kelly's later <laughs> So, listen, you know, I'm uh, possibly contradicting myself here. But in detail, what I'm saying is this. He is just being himself. And like him or leave him, he's just being Kelly. Yeah. And that that's what's come through. Like, I, I wouldn't want to be Kelly.
1: Well, that's... For a, sure. It's a good lesson, isn't it, that you can look at, as we said, I said this last week, That every episode I think, wow, his life looks great from the outside yep. for a bit until you start seeing what it really is like. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, there's some absolute highs there, but you, you get the sense that, um, you know, and fair play to him for being so out there on it and putting it, putting it out there, but there seems a lot of times in it that he's just... In, in, in inherently unhappy and trying to prove himself to something or to someone or himself. Um, and it's it's quite, it's great watching, but it also can be uncomfortable watching. And I kind of feel sorry for, I never thought I'd feel sorry for Kelly, Kelly Slater. <laughs> just um, just
0: wait a second. Yeah. Just put that in quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the I just, Morgan feels sorry for Kelly got, Slater. That's epic.
1: He's he got all these people around him. and it, But mm. it must be very hard in that position to find out who are the people that really care about you and who are the ones who are just hanging on because you're, because you're, you're the version of you that they think exists, Mm -hmm. not the real person. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's been a fascinating show. Very interesting. And it's it's, it's quite compelling. It's a bit more interesting than the Need Essentials films, which, don't get me wrong, great surfing. I love those guys. I think it's Laurie Towner, is it, in the the newest one, doing this trip with his family and his beautiful waves. But there's something about the art direction on those programmes. I'm like, (laughs) ah...
0: Well, it's, the impression, it's, the... The, it's, it's the impression we had of um, oh my god, Torren, Torren, Martin was, and is he in the van on the other one with with Laurie? No,
1: he's 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 out of it. He's been dropped.
0: But that, but the, what I'm saying is <laughs> they had a they had a trip. Was it was that Laurie in that one with him when Probably. they did the market yeah. But the two of them together.
1: Oh no, he's with Ishka, his mate. Oh Ishka, who does a lot of filming. Well done.
0: And they're just it's just such a funny. Just, oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, he's, uh, he's six foot pumping, but, you know, oh, I'll take out the 20 and. Uh, we'll just you know, see how he goes. See mate. what happens. And he's there. And, and the thing is, the way he speaks is also akin to the way he surfs. Just. There's boom, like a 12 foot lip dredging over a slab that he's never surfed. Yeah. And he sort of stalls and just leans back. Fully pitted, six foot deep in the barrel, spat probably six inches out. from like rock face, and just what? And, Very... and 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 it shows that what what Zen level he's at in his surfing. Like he just looks so relaxed, and maybe he's not. Maybe inside he's absolutely terrified of yeah. that lip, but just puts on this image. Of, but the thing is, is that again, you know, if you're used to something, you're used to it, aren't you? There indeed. You know, he grew up grew up in Oz, you know. We, yeah. Like well, speak, sharks everywhere speak, and
1: double overhead every day you know it's like speaking of which and maybe I'll leave this for my last surf uh, media insight is the last ever episode of Neighbours the last ever now I haven't watched Neighbours for quite a long time but I did tune in and I told everybody about it as well did Saturday morning on the beach boom come back I said I'm going to go and watch the last episode of Neighbours I've got an afternoon with Kylie Jason and Natalie and Brulia we're going to sit down on the sofa together sadly not Li- really in IRL in real life mm. but I watched it because a bit like Baywatch for me uh, growing up there was something in Neighbours that I used to watch in on a sort of drizzly gray day in the beautiful county of Yorkshire I'm not offending anybody from my home county but it just was so glamorous and so it inspired me a little bit to go to Aussie and l- get into waves and do all of that stuff and so I watched it and uh, tipped my hat with the corks on it or whatever the Aussies wear <laughs> to a great show Mike. great yeah time. great show so bye bye neighbours
0: bye bye thank, neighbours thank, thanks for the thanks for the memories I watched a lot of neighbours at uni yeah just every day it was on at a certain times.
1: especially for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't know the lyrics but I know the sound yeah of that song um Dude, great show! Yeah, well, we'll let the listeners decide about well, that. Well, yeah, one. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Thank, thanks. You can decide.
1: Uh-huh. Thanks, thanks to everyone who's still kind of tuning in. It's been great, and we a uh, lot of new listeners. So uh, thanks for joining us on this uh, on this great ride, really. And um, hopefully we'll see you in the next couple of weeks.
0: Nice one, guys. Back. Cheers.